morning, Language All-Stars. This is Mrs. Leahy again with another first chapter for you. I'm really excited to share this book with you. It's called The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster. And when I taught sixth grade a long time ago, this was one of my favorite books that I did in literature circles. Um, I don't think that they're still reading in sixth grade, so I thought I would share this with you. But I love this book because it has a lot of wit and a lot of humor in a punny sort of way. So hang on tight. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. And here, my friends, is the back of this awesome story. Who could possibly have left such an enormous package and such a strange one? Attached to one side was a bright blue envelope which simply said, For Milo, who has plenty of time. A journey to the lands beyond. For Milo, everything's a bore. When a toll booth mysteriously appears in his room, he drives through only because he's got nothing better to do. But on the other side things seem quite different. Milo visits the Island of Conclusions. You get there by jumping. Learns all about time from a ticking watchdog named Talk, and even embarks on a quest to rescue Rhyme and Reason. Somewhere along the way, Milo realizes something astonishing. Life is far from dull. In fact, it's exciting beyond its wildest dreams. Chapter 1. Milo. There once was a boy named Milo who didn't know what to do with himself, not just sometimes, but always. When he was in school, he longed to be out, and when he was out, he longed to be in. On the way, he thought about coming home, and coming home, he thought about going. Wherever he was, he wished he were somewhere else, and when he got there, he wondered why he'd even bothered. Nothing really interested him, least of all, the things that should have. It seems to me that almost everything is a waste of time, he remarked one day as he walked dejectedly home from school. I can't see the point in learning to solve useless problems or subtracting turnips from turnips or knowing where Ethiopia is or how to spell February. And since no one bothered to explain otherwise, he regarded the process of seeking knowledge as the greatest waste of time of all. As he and his unhappy thoughts hurried along after, for while he was never anxious to be where he was going, he liked to get there as quickly as possible. It seemed a great wonder that the world, which was so large, could sometimes feel so small and empty. And worst of all, he continued sadly, there's nothing for me to do, nowhere I'd care to go, and hardly anything worth seeing. He punctuated this last thought with such a deep sigh that a house sparrow singing nearby stopped and rushed home to be with his family. Without stopping or looking up, Milo dashed past the buildings and busy shops that lined the street and in a few minutes reached home, dashed through the lobby, hopped onto the elevator, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and off again, opened the apartment door, rushed into his room, flopped dejectedly into his chair and grumbled softly, another long afternoon. He looked glumly at all the things he owned the books that were too much trouble to read, the tools he'd never learned to use, the small electric automobile he hadn't driven in months, or was it years, and the hundreds of other games and toys and bats and balls and bits and pieces scattered around him. And then, to one side of the room, just next to the phonograph, he noticed something he had never seen before. 
Who could possibly have left such an enormous package and such a strange one? For while it was not quite square, it was definitely not round, and for its size it was larger than almost any other big package of small dimension he had ever seen. Attached to one side was a bright blue envelope which said simply, For Milo, who has plenty of time. Of course, if you've ever gotten a surprise package, you can't imagine how puzzled and excited Milo was. And if you've, ever, if you've never gotten one, pay close attention, because someday you might. I don't think it's my birthday, he puzzled. And Christmas must be months away, and I haven't been outstandingly good or even good at all, he had to admit to himself. Most probably, I won't like it anyway, but since I don't know where it came from, I can't possibly send it back. He thought about it for quite a long time and then opened the envelope, but just to be polite. One genuine turnpike toll booth, it stated, and then it went on. Easily assembled at home for use by those who have never traveled to lands beyond. Beyond what, Milo thought as he continued to read. This package contains the following items. One genuine turnpike toll booth to be erected according to the directions. Three precautionary signs to be used in precautionary fashion. Assorted coins for use in paying tolls. One mapped up to date and carefully drawn by master cartographers depicting natural and man-made features. One book of rules and traffic regulations which may not be bent or broken. And in smaller letters at the bottom it concluded, results are not guaranteed, but if not perfectly satisfied, your, wasting time, your wasted time will be refunded. Following the directions, which told him to cut here and lift there and fold back all around, he soon had the toll booth unpacked and set up on its stand. He fitted the windows in place and attached the roof, which extended out on both sides and fastened on the coin box. It was very much like toll booths he had seen many times before on family trips, except, of course, it was much smaller and it was purple. What a strange present, he thought to himself. The least they could have done was to send a highway with it, for it's terribly impractical without one. But since at the time there was nothing else he wanted to play with, he set up the three signs. The first said, slow down, approaching toll booth. Then the next one said, please have your fare ready. And the third one said, have a destination in mind. And then he slowly unfolded the map. As the announcement stated, it was a beautiful map in many colors, showing principal roads, rivers and seas, towns and cities, mountains and valleys, intersections and detours, and sites of outstanding interest, both beautiful and historic. The only trouble was that Milo had never heard of any of the places it indicated, and even the name sounded the most peculiar. I don't think there really is such a country, he concluded, after studying it carefully. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. He closed his eyes and poked a finger at the map. Dictionopolis, read Milo slowly when he saw what his finger had chosen. Oh, well, I might as well go there as anywhere. He walked across the room and dusted off the car carefully. Then, taking the map and rule book with him, he, he drove, or he hopped in, and for lack of anything better to do, drove slowly up to the toll booth. As he deposited his coin and rolled past, he remarked wistfully, I do hope this is going to be an interesting game. Otherwise, the afternoon will be so terribly dull.
Well, there you go, all stars. That was the first chapter of The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster. Um, this book definitely has an Alice in Wonderlandy type vibe. Um, and Norton Juster really sets you up at the end of chapter one, knowing that you're going to go on this journey with Milo wherever it takes us. Um, so I highly recommend The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster if you're looking for something to read that's quick um, and that is based in adventure. Enjoy!